0: Alright guys, welcome to episode 16 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And today we're going to talk about a very common topic, which is what have we been watching recently. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to talk about some of baseball's unwritten rules. Um, We're going to talk about another sport, and going to leave it at that. And Mm -hmm. we may or may not talk about some movies and or a game that just came out. Um, But first... Let's let's start with what we've been watching. Yes. So so what have you been getting into recently?
1: Yeah, so I finished up uh Mrs. America, which is the show that I talked about 2 weeks ago, uh the one about the ratification of the ERA with Kate Blanchett and Rose Byrne and everybody else. Um and I finished that up, it was a short series and I liked it. I thought it was as good in the second half as it was in the first half that I talked about. Um the okay. performances stayed great. Um the finale I thought was Not underwhelming, but it was kind of like it was like I don't know. I was expecting it to go out with more of a bang, but it kind of went out kind of like uh, the Watchmen series. I don't know if you have you seen that one yet. I haven't. So that one's the same thing. It's like there's like a few episodes in the middle where they're like you're like oh my god, like this is the peak of TV, right? And then the ending is not bad by any stretch. I mean, you know, I lived through game of thrones right like Mm -hmm. no way (laughs) close like it it, but it was it it was solid right and it's like that it finished like that where i'm like okay that was good and so i definitely recommend it check it out nine episodes each are about 45 minutes 42 minutes but um fascinating and it just moved like i said so i finished that up and then i started um the hbo show uh called i may destroy you it's um written it's written directed and it stars uh michaela cole who is a british writer and she also did a show called chewing gum and the show it's um it's not a it's it's a drama but there are touches of, of comedy in it um just humor uh they're a half hour each and there's 12 episodes and i think it ends by the time you're listening to this it should all be over um, cuz it ends i think in like a few days from now so it should be over okay. by the time you get there by the time you know you hear this and it's on hbo max um and it's 12 episodes each about a half hour um and the show's about a a, a young writer played by Michaela Cole okay. who goes out uh partying one night and she kind of blacks out and then when she comes to she realizes that she's been uh assaulted sexually assaulted and so the, the show is about like her uh moving beyond that and also dealing with it and sort of dealing with the trauma and her friends helping her out but it's also about her friends so it's kind of a uh I guess you would say a memoir um of this uh writer's life and it's really good and it it's uh, it's fascinating and it's it's really interesting and and goes into some topics that I think are, are worth um looking at but everybody in the show including uh you know Michaela Cole's character um they're very complex. So they're, you know, like the best friend, she'll do something good and you'll be like, oh, she's a good person. But then she'll do something kind of shitty. So everybody's kind of morally gray. Um, even McK- um, Michaela Cole herself in the character. So I definitely recommend it. And I mean, I've, I've breezed right through it, especially with it being a half hour. And, and similar to Mrs. America, you think that it'd be kind of like a slog or be kind of slow. Like, um was the show? My brilliant friend, the one that I mentioned before, kind of like yeah. just like, takes its time but it's actually it moves and and it's a nice slice of uh um british culture as well um it's very british it's very british like it takes place in london and she's british um so it's very tea and crumpets
0: yeah it's not like that at all either so (laughs) not but that's the only (laughs) thing british people are (laughs) there's <laughs> tea well, and crumpets Well christian chips. Interesting.
1: I had to turn on the subtitles because there's, it, it's very, their, their English accent isn't just like Christian Bale, British. It's like, it's like thick. It's like, hey, in it, oh, it's the yeah. point, day, day, and, it. and it's just like that fucking, like, just like
0: thick, dude. Um, <laughs> and, I love that your British, your impression of British people is like, they, in it, in it, like, in it, in it's, it, like there's, it's just this. Just There's no consonants. You like eight of those together. It's like, just like the vowels. It, 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 it's like endless
1: vowels. It's like, oh, you're going up, pull in in it. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so I had to turn on the subtitles, which I think I mentioned before that I don't like to do because I like to just like watch it. And I, I, I feel like sometimes subtitle, subtitles uh, ruin jokes if you're watching it
0: for the first time.
1: Yeah, I've,
0: I've noticed that. Like I had a comedy special on and I had to turn sub like the uh, the subtitles on because for whatever reason like it was just like we had to keep it quiet and i mm-hmm. was like it's kind of ruined some punchlines punch every once in a while depending yeah. on how the uh the subtitles come through mm-hmm. but um but but yeah i could definitely see that also just like if especially if you're not used to to watching stuff with subtitles you can definitely like spend too much time like reading and not like actually watching what's going on yeah. i think i think the more you watch of stuff with subtitles it, mm-hmm. it Fits better, and you like you get more used to it. Yeah. Um. But I, I definitely could see like that being a problem because yeah. it has been a problem for me before.
1: Yeah, and and like I said, I, I actually, I, I mean, I've watched stuff with subtitles before. If I'm rewatching it, mm-hmm. um, like, um, what was the movie that I realized? Oh, Casino Royale, one of my favorites. Years ago, <clears throat> years ago, I was re-watching it, and I put the subtitles on, and I caught like. Little plot points, little things that I didn't catch the first time. Also, because he has a British accent, or like little things like uh, she wears the one of the main characters wears a necklace, and I realized that he points it out and he talks about it, and I was like, I have never noticed that because I, I just he kind of just I don't know what the fuck he's talking about when I watch it. Um, <laughs> just like an old, an old necklace, man. Old puppet. But yeah, I, I can't recommend both of those shows. Very good. Um, I would say Mrs. America is more like uh, Hollywoody, like more like poppy, like uh, uh, what's a, what's a bio, like more biopicky, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. that classic sort of not glossy because it does deal with important stuff, but it's more like FXy, more more Hollywoody. While I May Destroy You is more like uh, I don't know, more like indie, and and I mean it's expensive, it's really? an HBO show, but it, it's more grounded.
0: I got gotcha,
1: you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are the two.
0: Like the difference but, between like in games, like an indie game and a triple A game. Like, yeah, there's, exactly. There's more bells and whistles. In, exactly. And, exactly. Uh, Miss America. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Both of those sound good. I, I'd I'd heard things about I May Destroy You. Um. Mm-hmm. And just I, I don't have HBO and I don't, I don't feel like spending money on it, so yeah. I haven't. Well, no, I, I no. think
1: with HBO Max, I think I really do think it's worth it now. I just get I think you get so many movies. And just so many shows. Like, um, like after I finish I May Destroy You, I want to start the Harley Quinn show. Because I've heard great things about that. The animated one. Really? Mm-hmm. And I've heard really great things about that. And that. And I think... Uh, what's the other show? Um, Doom Patrol, I've heard, is really good, too. Mm-hmm. And then all the other older shows. All the HBO shows. So, I, th- I think... I do think it's something where... It'd be worth it. Like, it's not like Apple TV or Apple TV Plus or Peacock or whatever else is out there where they have like a fancy brand behind it, but they just don't have the content content there. I think for me now, I think with what they've gotten over the past few months, I think it's like Netflix, you know, number one, of course, still. And then close Mm -hmm. behind it is Disney Plus, but then close behind it is HBO Max and then everybody else. Oh, and Hulu, I guess. So I guess the the top four, the four horsemen of streaming right now, I would say are those three and Hulu. Yeah, the Mount Rushmore
0: of of streaming yeah. services. Yeah, so
1: I think all four of those would be worth getting. I mean, I know it ends up being, what is it, like forty bucks a month? Um mm-hmm. with between all of them. Um
0: but I I do real, think that they're worth it. Real quick. Yeah. Just it's only barely related, but I said Mount Rushmore for a reason. Mm-hmm. Did you did you see that? <laughs> that our president asked about being put on Ra- mount rushmore i did not yeah he, he apparently like called the the fucking governor of like north dakota or wherever it is and like asked if he could be put on it this man's insane all right sorry I to, I wanted to go, like you know how insane you have to be to like while you're living be like hey you want to throw me up there like no what the fuck like, it's like of course if doesn't, not doesn't, don't those take like 30 years
1: to do, don't you have to, like... Nah, dog.
0: You slap a sticker up in that motherfucker <laughs> and it, it's, it's a, <laughs> it's a, a photorealistic chisel? projection.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, haven't they been working on a Native American one for, like, 50 years? Have you seen <laughs> that? Like, the giant I one?
0: I haven't. Yeah. And but... they barely have, like, the head. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dog. <laughs> Woo, yeah, that just tells you the mindset of our president that he asked to be on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> you know insane. Alright. Um uh, <laughs> that's that. That was it. Uh but yeah but, uh, yeah but what have you been watching? So I've watched two important things recently. Mm-hmm. One of which is the NBA draft lottery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as we recently talked about, uh, so let's let's take a trip back I think two weeks. Two weeks now, yeah. <laughs> 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 let's take a long trip back two weeks. And if I'm not mistaken, you can hear me talk about how even though the Knicks have always been terrible, we for some reason like never have high draft picks. And you're like, yeah, you have the three where you got RJ Barrett, you have four where you got Porzingis, and then everything else is like fucking like 15 at best, right? Right. We got eighth, baby. That's so (laughs) fucking useless. That's so fucking useless and terrible and I'm so mad about it. How have we always been bad and we not gotten a, We haven't had a number one. I actually I don't know that's true. I want to say haven't, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Is it? Yeah, dude. That's yeah. 85. Like, Cuz imagine who else like who else would have been a number one? I'm I trying to think I, we got fucking Eddie Curry at one point, but I think we traded for him um and he was not good, but I think he was a oh, number one. Um And then you guys were mostly good during the 90s, so that would be unlikely. Yeah, right. So, yeah. No, the answer is probably since 85 with fucking Patrick Ewing. And we've always been bad for as as long as I've been alive. Or at least had some modicum of, of, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, known what's going on? Like, been paying attention to sports? Yeah. So, like, if you say, like, since I was fucking, like, 8... Like we've been bad. We had like a solid three years with Carmelo Anthony and Jeremy Lin, um, and that we were like a playoff contender, but we mm-hmm. were never like a title contender with those teams. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the at the list
1: now. Yeah, the Knicks '85 that was the last time. Since then, the Cavs have had have had the number one pick. One,
0: two, three, four, five. Five times. Jesus Christ, man. So, and one of those was LeBron James, yes. another one was Kyrie Irving. Mhm. Then Anthony Bennett, they fucked up. Andrew Wiggins didn't really pan out, and I'm trying to think who the other one was. The
1: other one was uh, um, Brad
0: Doherty in 86. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, "Who?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel better. Um knowing that it's a dude from 86. But but either way, like I'm so disappointed. Here's the deal. I didn't want LaMelo ball did not want Lamelo Ball. I, I just, I think he has all the talent, but like I, I've watched a few, few videos, and it's like I just don't know if like he plays the way Lavar Ball acts. you know what I mean? Like he's just like <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, I do what I want. I say what I want. Like like he, he's just out here like chucking up threes from half court all the time. And I think you know it's very easy that a coach could just be like. Like, maybe he'll just buy in. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've made it to the NBA now. I have to listen or else it's going to go poorly. Yeah. But, like, if he doesn't, it's going to be a problem. And so that was out of the question. The, I don't know shit about Anthony Edwards. I don't know what happened. I don't know where this man came from. Don't have any info on him. Well, he played have,
1: for, for Georgia, right? I think you played for Georgia. That's what I heard.
0: Yeah. But I don't fucking remember anything about Georgia. I don't remember anything about Georgia having what could be the number two pick in the fucking draft. Yeah. I think, I don't know where he came from.
1: Yeah, I think um he was kind of like what's his name? Ben Simmons at LSU where the team was just so shitty around him that it just like he just did okay, like he put up decent stats and then the, nobody paid attention because it's like nobody's going to, you know, fucking be watching a 20 Georgia. and or a 15 <laughs> and 15
0: uh Georgia team, you know. Right. That's true. Yeah. But in my heart of hearts, I was like Maybe we can get James Wiseman, because James Wiseman looks like a fucking beast. He's like seven three. He's mm-hmm. athletic as shit. He he just looks dominant. Like I don't, and that can always change in the NBA. But you know it doesn't change in the NBA. Seven foot three, baby. Like yeah. you're you're. I, I length is who, length. I can't remember who it was. I I can't remember who said it. And it, it's it, it, it might not be any one person that said it. Now it might just be like. A common saying. But it's just like, if you're seven foot tall and you can walk and chew bubblegum at the same time, you can play in the NBA. <laughs> like, it's like, if you're seven foot tall and you have any interest in playing in the NBA, they'll find a way to put you on a team. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. And so, James Wiseman, seven foot three in athletic as shit. And I was like, we're going to, we can get him. gonna it's gonna fucking we're gonna make it work he's like in my head I was like next anthony davis i know that's a stretch don't give a fuck like i just want like i want my wildest dreams to come true and we got eight um and cole anthony at eight he might be there he will absolutely be there because why the fuck would you take cole anthony at eight that man man couldn't dominate in college what the fuck is he gonna do in the
1: nba New York man, New York man, he'd be right at home. But uh, for those, yeah, if, he, if if for people who didn't follow it, the order is uh, Minnesota Timberwolves one.
0: They're definitely gonna pick. I I feel like they have to pick Lamelo Ball. They've already got a big man. I feel like they need a guard. I think they gonna, go, gonna take. I, I think they'll do Anthony Edwards. You think so? Yeah,
1: I think Lamelo is going to the Hornets. But yeah, to the Hornets at three. The Warriors at nah, two. No, dog. The
0: Hornets are gonna take. Um, let me find like. Let me let me Google a fucking draft board and then give you the name of the dude who should be picked, like, 40th. And yeah. that's that's who MJ's going to pick. I remember that man fucking picked reach. Frank Kaminsky at, like, fucking, like, 10. And yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Before Winslow, just as Winslow
1: and Devin Booker.
0: Yeah. That man took Frank Kaminsky, who He's... I don't think anybody thought was anything better than, like, a good college player. <laughs> right. He's, like, 20. Yeah, he he should have been taken before 20. Uh, he Bulls got picked at... number... Wait, nine. He got picked ninth. He got picked Insane, ninth, yeah.
1: Insane, dude. MJ mm-hmm. sucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was fucking terrible. Especially, I mean, whiffing on Justice Winslow, I'm like, eh, I'll take it. But whiffing on Devin Booker is just like, oh,
0: it's a fucking just huge Here's mistake. the deal. I don't, it, it doesn't even matter to me, like, because there are always going to be players further back in the draft that are better than who you got unless you nailed it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's going to happen. Right, but, but there's, like, the difference Frank between getting... Kaminsky, that's yeah. the issue. Like, m- my saving grace when people talk about, like, you know, Dave, uh, boy, I almost did it again. I almost did it again, bro. What? Sam Bowie, I almost uh-huh. said David Bowie. Uh, <laughs> you can hear me say, did And So, nah, Sam Bowie, at least the saving grace with Sam Bowie's thing was that, like, one, he got hurt, and two, like, people did legitimately think he was going to be a great NBA player. And he still even showed flashes of being a very good NBA player after a bunch of injuries. So, like, yeah. he just couldn't maintain it. Yeah, so, it's
1: like, have you seen that um, that clip of uh, Jim Beheim, the old coach, not Jim Boeheim, John Calhoun. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> uh, Jim Boeheim for Syracuse. John, John Calhoun, uh, when he was at, uh, John Calhoun, right? The coach at UConn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was or talking about... Jim, um, Jim Calhoun? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I don't remember if it's Jim or John. But, anyways, he was like talking about missing out on this really good player because he needed, uh, I think he had a uh, Karam Butler and a Mecha Okafor. Or maybe it was a Mecha Okafor and somebody else. And he's like, they're not bad, all right? <laughs> I fucked up. Is that what you want me to say? That I fucked up and I didn't take this guy? They're not bad. We missed on him. We were waiting for something else. And we got a Mecha Okafor, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. It's like in a press conference. Uh, so it's like, that, yeah. it's, it's like that. It's like, you know, you, if you pick a guy that's like solid and you whiff on Devin Booker, it's like, okay, like, you know, it was like a coin flip. But when you fuck yeah. up by Hakeem taking Olajuwon Frank Kaminsky. Hakeem Olajuwon got picked ahead
0: against uh, Michael Jordan and no one's right. like, oh, you fucked up. It's like, no, you still got it. Like, yeah. like <laughs> You took he, Frank Kaminsky, bro. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. It's
1: like, yeah, if you pick, uh, I don't know who else was taken in 2015. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Like, an, I'm sure another Kentucky guy because that Kentucky team was stacked. Mm-hmm. Right, um, so if you take somebody from there and not Devin Booker, you go like, okay, but like, look at the tape. But then you look at fucking Frank Kaminsky, and it's like, like, dude, come on, like, yes, yeah, I looked at dominated. the tape,
0: and it's terrible. Yeah.
1: Like the tape does not even look good. I mean, he was National Player of the Year, but it's kind of like taking, you know, Hansborough ahead of Blake Griffin, which didn't happen. But yeah, created. exactly.
0: Like, oh, he was so much better than God. It's like, yeah, but we all understand that that the way he played isn't going to translate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's see. Just above him was Stanley Johnson. Don't even know who that dude is, so I can't say much there. Emmanuel Moutier was two spots above. He also didn't work he's out, solid. but people were like, "He he's he's, he's like a he's role solid player solid enough." Guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. He was he wasn't the starting point guard for the Knicks. He right. he was on the Knicks and wasn't the starter, which means you're pretty bad. Um, but but. Either way, like at least at the time, people were like, you know he like you know he's tall, he's athletic, he seems like he he doesn't have great feel, but that's something he can get more and more experience, you know what I mean, like all of that, mm-hmm. but bro I, I the moment they picked Frank Kaminsky, I left, um so yeah, so we're gonna pick that's who the hornets are gonna pick at three, they're gonna pick fucking Frank Kaminsky the third, mm-hmm. and yeah, then Golden State has two, right, yep. You know, I have see at 2, and I think they'll... They're going to take Wiseman. They have to. They need a big man. Yes. He's athletic. It works perfect if you have Clay and Steph already. You can tell Draymond to him... get the fuck out of here and stop and everything. <laughs> <laughs> then you just put him in the center. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so they got 2,
1: and so we'll see what that... I think they'll trade down, but we'll see. Um, Bulls at 4, Cavs at 5, Hawks at 6, Pistons 7, Knicks, Wizards, Suns, Spurs for the first time since 97 kings pelicans and the celtics
0: yeah so i saw a mock draft that said we were gonna pick up killian murphy is his name right no no no, killian murphy is the actor from (laughs) batman (laughs) Uh, right after i said i was like that's definitely not right killian hayes (laughs) i think yeah yeah yeah. okay god bro killian murphy all right um all right killian hayes we're gonna pick him up But we're not I can go ahead and tell you not We're gonna We're gonna pick up Frank Kaminsky the fourth Because James Dolan Runs the team So uh, I'm already got my Fucking tank Tank shirts For fucking 2021 ready Um, Fucking RJ Barrett Goes fucking One for 19 Every game Like a Shitty Carmelo Um, Yeah I'm super I'm super hyped For next season Can't you tell Can't you tell Mm -hmm. How much I love Being a Knicks fan
1: Mm-hmm. But I mean, you never know, dude. I mean, like you know, some of these—if you look at the drafts, you know—you see some guys in the rough at seven and eight and nine, and shit. You know, yeah. like even Giannis was taken thirteen, and I know he's you know once in a generation, generation type player, but you could strike gold somewhere along there, right? And even if they're not great, you at least get a guy, maybe like Chris Middleton, who I I think is great. You know, his he's you know he's worth that max contract. Yeah. but you know the... It's not the end you don't get the generational ones, but you get pretty good role players. Or you get the role players that could become generational.
0: Yeah. I mean but, we picked Porzingis at four and yeah. now he plays for the Mavericks and they're doing great with him. So yep. Yeah. That's another another one that's just left and we really watch him bloom somewhere else. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Um but yeah. So that's that's how the Knicks is you know what's funny is I was talking to my dad or I was talking to my dad 'cause he's also a Knicks fan and that's how I became a Knicks fan. And I was like they've basically never been good since like they, they had one small stretch of being good since I started paying attention to the Knicks. And he was like, you understand I've never seen them win a title either. I was like, fuck, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> that's so shitty. Uh, and then we started talking, this will be a, we can maybe talk about it for a second, but it's just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what does it have to feel like? So like you're what a Lakers fan
1: uh kind of you're you're not like, super, I like lebron like, yeah it's
0: just gonna follow lebron yeah okay so aside from that like you're a cowboys fan mm-hmm. and do you really follow any of the other sports
1: uh not baseball
0: okay. not hockey so basically just the cowboys
1: and college basketball but that's okay it. so here's
0: the deal you're even standing from a privileged standpoint of college basketball and lebron because lebron is always doing well and yeah. you're there, so are the the um the Tar Heels. But, like, as a Cowboys fan, do you ever wonder, like, what what would it feel like to be a Patriots fan? Right? Like, you just fucking win. Like, you're just always, like, everyone's like, could go to the Super Bowl. You're fucking, your quarterback, your ex-quarterback, had more rings than any other NFL team. Like, you're one quarter... Because he's got seven, right? Isn't that it? He's got, he's got six. He's tied six, with the Steelers and us, right? Yeah. We're six? No, we're no, five. No, we're five. Yeah. You, okay, yeah. But, like, how insane is it? Like,
1: how... Dude, yeah. He, I mean, he went to the Super Bowl nine out of his 20 years there.
0: That's... How does... Like, as a fan, how do you process... Like, do you stop caring? He's right. like, uh, going and like people were like the they get pissed about the fucking the the Eagles
1: Super Bowl or they get pissed about 18 and 1 and I'm like what are you talking about? It's kind of like when you're talking about uh, 2 weeks ago about <laughs> the, collapse, the Giants, collapse where it's like yeah. the Giants you're like I love a it's collapse like, where I went we'll collapse
0: two Super Bowls. I'm like shut up. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, but for me, I have the Yankees that are generally good, but I don't really follow baseball like that. Yeah. And then I've got the Cowboys who have a I have won two championships within the first three years of my life, which I obviously don't remember. <laughs> and the then, nonsense. And nonsense. And the Knicks have been bad forever. Like, I, like, I'm going to fucking nut, dude, if I... If, if, like, if the like, Cowboys we're like, were, or the Knicks ever yeah, win Yeah, dude, I'm literally going to just fucking nut. I'm going to, like, pass out and just be laid out in the middle of my yeah. fucking living. Well, that's how I feel, too. I mean, like, so... Like it just for
1: me, like dude, like I, Cowboys have had so little success in the postseason, that literally for me, like, to me in my mind, f- professional football is just like a regular season thing. Like right. I can't, I can't even, I can't even imagine postseason success.
0: Like, like, like what a deep run feels like.
1: <laughs> like for me, it's like, oh, dude, we went twelve and four. That was awesome. <laughs> right, next yes. season starts now.
0: <laughs> Right. What's funny, he, and then it's the exact. Ob- it's got to be the exact opposite for Patriots. Saying, They yeah. got to be like whatever. Twelve and four. Like that's a bad year for us. Uh, like, we whatever. went fourteen <laughs> and two. Whatever for the fucking third year out of four. <laughs> whatever. And
1: because the Cowboys haven't been like they haven't been shitty. That's the thing is that they haven't been like the Lions or the, or the Browns. Right? Because right. they had you know in two thousand seven,
0: eight and eight, baby.
1: Let's go eight and eight. But then also in two thousand seven, they went uh uh thirteen and three. 2014, they went 12 and four, and 2016 they went 13 and three, I think, or fourteen and thirteen and three, or fourteen and two. Those were the Demarco Murray years, right? Yeah. Well, the the fourteen was, and then sixteen was Zeke, Zeke, and Dak came in. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think they went, I think thirteen and three that year. But you know, those are great seasons, and that's three great seasons in the last thirteen. That still ended like first or second round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, first round, and then the fourteen we went to the. That was the Green Bay game. Yeah, Des caught it.
0: Yeah, Des Um, caught it. Fuck you, Des caught it.
1: (laughs) And so it's like fuck, you know, like even like that's what I'm saying. Like you know, we went twelve and fourteen in 2014, and I'm like, cool, good season. All right, next year. (laughs) Right at this point, like, what's? I'd almost rather just be bad. I feel like, 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 oh, just no, no, dude. I, I'm, I'm okay with taking like going like six and two halfway through the season. I'm okay with
0: that because it's like, fuck yeah, fuck you, we're going to the Super Bowl right yeah but then like just so many first round exits hurts like because then because like let's put it this way i went into god we didn't make the playoffs last season right uh no 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 because we kept fucking up year before that i think we did right yes and we beat seattle okay we beat seattle and then lost the next round right yeah to the rams yep okay so like we beat seattle and the whole time the seattle game was like we're definitely like gonna lose this like um, and then the rams game so i was like we're definitely gonna lose this like it's such definitely. an awful way to go through the postseason it's like there's no way we're gonna win this game yeah. like it's not meant to happen yeah i mean well like the rams game that one was fucking terrible because it's like
1: they just ran it on us every time and it wasn't even girly it was yeah, the it was other CJ C.J. Anderson. Anderson. five yards to carry every single time and even then i mean we only lost by eight i think So there was, like, a chance at the end, and that's when it's like, fuck, even though they destroyed us
0: every single phase of the game, we still had a chance at the end. Ain't nothing worse than staying up late on a Sunday and then watching your team fucking choke one away in the last minutes and then going to work the next day tired. That's the worst feeling on earth. And Uh we've experienced it so many times. (laughs) Sucks. Anyway. All right, so enough sports talk. The other thing I've been watching. Yes. Or watched was, first of all, I know it talked about how I never re movies. Mm-hmm. I re-watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Nice, nice. I just happened to be coming across it on, like, I laid down with Kalen. Like, was just, like, turned on Netflix. Wasn't even planning to watch anything. Was planning mm-hmm. on just hanging out for, like, literally, like, five or ten minutes and then getting up to do something. And, like, it, I, it was, I was just, like, scrolling down through Netflix and I saw it. Like, it was one of the first two options on whichever, like, row I was like, I kind of want to watch that again. And and so I decided to turn it on. I watched it and and it brought me to a question. And I'm going to pose this question to you, which Mm -hmm. is, what are your top five favorite comic book movies? Like superhero Hmm. movies. Yes. Yes. So I do have a list. And,
1: uh, oh, first thing, when you said Katelyn, I thought you were going to say my wife. And I was fucking ready to go, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> uh, King of the castle. King of the castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, dude, because I, I was telling um, my girlfriend that anytime I'm listening to a podcast, just in the car or at work, <laughs> or, at work or at home. Please do out loud. Any, anytime the host goes, oh, yeah, so I was watching this movie with my wife. I go, my
0: wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just by myself
0: <laughs> what's funny is that is that uh a group of people I play with on uh PlayStation like every time so someone died once and it was like oh my life and like so now every time someone dies they're like my life, my life. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah <laughs> fuck i'm glad i avoided it cuz i would have completely <laughs> forgot what we we're talking about cuz i almost did already
1: uh, but, uh, yeah, so I do have my list of five. And when you asked me to do this, so I, so I, there's, like, I picked five that are my favorite comic book movies that are the most comic booky, that are the most fucking, like, when I think this is a comic book brought to life, this is what I think of. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't put Spider-Verse on it just because I, I knew that you were going to talk about it because you talked about it. So that might... I'm sure that I might switch in and out of my list if you were to ask me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one reason. So that's one of the criteria sort of that I mentally did put on myself. And another one. So I, I left stuff out like. um Like Logan, because I feel like that's a very good movie that just happens to be a comic book movie. Right. Do you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Like it's like an old Western where Logan is in it. Yeah. Um, and another movie that I think does that is I had it in my mind and i can't really remember what it was but anyway so i can go through my five if you want uh i think i know we have some crossover so we can end with also the crossover like the point, yeah uh, or yeah, we can let's start let's with, the crossover. with the crossover because
0: i have we can we can talk about some of my list and kind of bring shoehorn the one in also oh we got two we got two crossovers
1: now that i'm looking at the list
0: do we yeah the number four on both of ours Oh shit! I to- how did I miss that? What the yes. fuck? I don't think I'm able to read. Um,
1: <laughs> so we we can start with that one and then end with the other one. Um, okay. but in, like the first one on both of our lists is um Marvel's The Avengers from yes The, the, the Avengers tw- yeah 2012 uh, written directed Joss Whedon. Uh, you know the first time they were all brought together, and just for the the sake of time, I think we should just go through and just kind of name a couple of things we like and just keep
0: it moving okay um so so for yeah, yeah the avengers gets extra one? bonus points just because it was like mind blowing like the first time it happened and they were all there like fuck like this is yes. so lit like yeah. like it it, it like, kind of almost spoiled the rest of the avengers movies like um age of ultron and and you know end game infinity war which were all great but like, there was something just so special, and also, in that movie, they were still like in comic book outfits. Like, I feel like by the time you get to like Infinity War and Endgame, they're wearing like modern versions of what they would wear. Yes, which is well, fine. I, which like, is fine. I think. I think. I think, I, I think you're right. I, it and makes I it feel more grounded in those. In like, like just because it seems more realistic, it feels more grounded, and the stakes naturally feel a little higher. Mm-hmm. But like the in Avengers, like I think Captain America is still wearing like the bright blue. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Dude, that, like, that costume is terrible. That's what I was gonna it's, say. That, it that, is so bad. But it's it like so bad. But it works because it's like it's like the the absolute pinnacle of what a comic book on screen should do when they're all standing in the middle of the highway, mm-hmm. and it does the panning shot does it, around. Oh, them. The, yeah,
1: that iconic shot where it spins around. Yeah, yeah,
0: like that's the most like. I'm in a fucking comic book. <laughs> yeah. It yes.
1: nails it so perfect. <laughs> I've um yeah, so I, I have a bunch of thoughts about the Avengers. Like I, I I'm like right there with you. I think it's like I'm trying to see if I can put this as concise as I can. Um, Bob Chipman, you know, we talked yep. about. Yeah, he, he's done an, a video about really that like good about the Avengers, where he says, you know, not only was this like. Brought them all together, but it brought them all together, and it's also good, right? Like, right. it's also very, very good. Like, it's clever. It moves. Um, the pl- the villain plot is that classic, or is that fucking annoying late 2000s, I plan to get caught thing, which I'm yeah. sure will come up in a little bit again. Um, but it's, you're right. I mean, everything you said, I back up 100%. Um the costumes are great and it's the first time they
0: all come together and The costumes like... are bad but they're great. Like yes. you know, and you already said that, but like you just said it was great again and it's like like you said, the the Captain America shit looks terrible, like on its own, but it's like That's... fuck it, bro. I'm in a comic book. Like... Yeah. And I think it's the it's it's the best.
1: So so It's I'm conflicted about the costumes because it's the worst Captain America outfit, but it fits. It's the worst Thor looks because his suit looks all plasticky. But that's what it it is. What it is because they hadn't gotten it down yet. And him as him himself isn't that great because they haven't they hadn't Ragnarok him yet. Yeah. Um, it's the best Iron Man suit because it has a jetpack, so he doesn't have to do the hands thing. Right. It's the best. Um, Hulk. It's the most realistic and the best. I think Hulk looks in any of the movies. I think in every other movie he looks a little fake and i don't know if it's just the color scheme of the green or whatever um and um i was gonna say one more thing the best guy and it's got the just fucking awesome fights it's just so well done um but yeah i could go on and on i mean i remember dude i remember when i went to see it that summer in 2012 and going into it like i th- i wasn't i was i was excited for it cuz i had liked thor and i'd liked iron man and i had mm-hmm. liked captain america but i wasn't like oh my god this is amazing or like i can't wait um the one that i was excited for that summer was the dark knight rises so for right. me it was like i was like you know that the fucking meme of the guy turning around in the street and his girlfriend going like yeah that, like that <laughs> yeah. so for me i was walking with fucking with- the dark knight rises and then avengers walked by when it came out cuz i was like this is insane. Like I remember, I went to see it with my sister and my mom, and they sat in the back because it was packed, and I sat near the front. Dude, at the end fight scene, dude, people were clapping and cheering and fucking losing their minds. Like, last quick thing I'll say, but, so we can move on, just so I'd stop right. fucking going nuts over the Drooling Avengers. Over the Avengers, yeah. Um, there is a shot that now looking back on it, just because we've seen everything else before, but when the shot happened. My mind was fucking, like, had exploded all over the seats next to me. And it was, the sh- there's a long take where, I don't know if you remember, it starts with, like, Iron Man flying, and it, like, goes to Hawkeye, and then it goes down to the street. Yeah. Iron Man shoots his beam into Captain America's shield, yeah. and he bounces it off. Dude, I swear, I let an audible sound out of my mouth when that happened. <laughs> like, I literally uh, was like, oh. oh, oh. Like, just like that. Like, like like a borderline squeal. I was like... Cause, dude, up until then, I'd never seen anything like that. Like, that is... Like, even with the X-Men movies, there hasn't been a... There hadn't been a good X-Men movie like that where the powers are used, like, together, right? So, he does that. lands, shoots a beam on the shield, bounces off. I was like... Uh, uh, uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, so, fuck. Dude, we're gonna... I'm gonna fuck the pooch... Screw the pooch on this one. But, um did you ever... Do you still have your 360? I don't, no. I don't. Oh, okay. So, there was a game that originally came out, like, right when the 360 came out, I think, called mm-hmm. uh, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. hmm That game is, first of all, fucking perfect. And, second of all, like, it's got, uh, I'm gonna throw a random number out here, and it's just going to be literally pulled out of my ass, 30 uh, superheroes and and, like, the coolest thing of that is like you have your group of four that you like you create, mm-hmm. and, and and like they all have different moves they can do with each other, and it's like that that same like you saw like this the shield like laser bounce off like if mm-hmm. you have like the Hulk or, or Colossus and Wolverine like they throw Wolverine and you and like Wolverine like right. spears them with the fucking claws. And It's and if like, like
1: Spider Man he like you can like swing Spider Man or something at somebody. Yeah, exactly.
0: Thing. Shit like that. Like Hulk will like uh, just. What's the fucking Olympic event called?
1: Uh, sh- oh, fuck, the what the ball.
0: Yeah. Oh, you throw like that. Wait, no, you spin that thing and you go. Yeah, yeah. It's got the handle and it's extended. Yeah. And you just, I don't know what the fuck it's called, dude. Some fuck, dude. All right. So we're just going to leave that. But anyways, that's like super dope. And that's like kind of what you're talking about. Like the first time you see like everything pieced together and not just like, here, you watched Iron Man shoot someone. And now here's Captain America throwing his shield. And now it's like they're interacting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that was super dope. Um, yeah. So yeah. So let's stop talking about the Avengers. So. Oh yeah.
1: Last 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 thing.
0: Okay. I saw that movie four times in theaters.
1: God. And that is still. Uh, to, to this day, to this day, it's still this the most times I've ever seen a movie. I saw it with my mom and my sister. Then I saw it with some friends. Then I saw it with my dad. Then I saw it uh, with my girlfriend. At the time, dude, like I was like, I need to see this movie again and again. I I was
0: like. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah no yeah. I I don't think I've ever gone to no. I've definitely gone to a movie twice in theaters, but I can't even remember what it was. Yeah, I there's a few that I have that that are three times just
1: because it was like with my brother and then like some other friends that wanted to see it. Yeah. But The Avengers is still the only one that was four times.
0: Yeah. So, yep. definitely worth it. Yeah. All right. Yep. So, what's your, what's your next movie? My next
1: one is uh Batman Begins. Okay. So it's Batman Begins, 2005, directed by Christopher Nolan, written by Christopher Nolan. I think with him and uh, David S. Goyer wrote it. And David S. Goyer, he was pretty much in charge of the Blade movies, the three that came out. He wrote them. So he was behind that one. And he's done a couple of TV things. But it's mainly the Christopher Nolan show for this one. Mm-hmm. So it's the reboot with Christian Bale and Morgan Freeman and everybody else. Yeah. And um, it's fantastic. I think it's his most comic booky. Ver, uh, Batman one, right? Yeah. Um, and the story's great. I know some people don't like the the water steamer thing finale, I don't but even I remember. think it's um, Raziel. Oh, fuck. Well, spoilers for fucking <laughs> Batman Begins. Uh, Liam Neeson's Ra's al Ghoul. He's mm-hmm. gonna. He put some uh, fucking crazy psycho uh, poison in the water supply in uh, Gotham yeah, City. Yeah. And he's gonna vaporize it to make everybody kill them uh or not kill them, but go crazy and destroy the city. Mm-hmm. Um but it's fine. Like people go like, oh, it's fucking it's dumb. But I'm like, it's it's a fucking super villain yeah, scheme, exactly. dude. It's it's you know, it's no different than what fucking um what's his name? The Joker does. The the Jack Nicholson Joker does with the gas and the balloons and shit in the eighty nine version. Yeah. Um and I like it I, and uh Bale is great in it. He's great as Bruce and as Batman. The fight scenes aren't that great. Um, mm-hmm. it's really sometimes they're hard to see. Um, uh, but the act, the car stuff is all good. The fucking Batmobile is great. Um, and also one thing I noticed that I so I rewatched both of them early mm-hmm. in quor- in quarantine because my girlfriend hadn't seen either one, mm-hmm. and so I was like, let's watch Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and then Rises. We can just uh, we'll fucking do that yeah. later. I'm do another another day. <laughs> And, dude, he, he, I noticed, he doesn't, like, so, you know that Batman voice? Like, when people go, do the Batman voice, <laughs> you'll go, yeah. he doesn't do that in Batman Begins. And I don't know why he started doing that. Like, in Batman Begins, you know, he says, uh, he, maybe he might put, like, a gruff voice or something. He'll be like,
0: where were the drugs going? Okay. I'll get him.
1: You know, just, like, a little bit of gruff, but watch scenes, and he sounds just like normal Christian Bale. Yeah. In The Dark Knight, and by The Dark Knight Rises, that's when he's like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, fucking. So you watch him when Batman Begins. And he puts a little bit of gruff on. He's like, "What are you a fucking amateur? Do you, do you know what I'm talking yeah, about?" Yeah, just where like he fucking a... shits. No, I mean where he shits on the Terminator dude. Because you you're like on the set of Terminator. Oh yeah, yeah, where, yeah. yeah. You, you were like, he sounds just like regular Christian Bale. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, exactly. like, "What are you a fucking amateur?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's one of my best rant, like favorite rants ever, though. Him, oh With, yeah, him, the, him the shitting on that lighting dude. Yeah, <laughs> he, he goes so weird. hard. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, yeah, the dude
0: says like, "I'm sorry," and he's like, "It doesn't fucking matter if you're sorry because now it's ruined." He's so
1: <laughs> mad. And and somebody was talking on Twitter this week about how, um, you know, like all everybody, every single side character is really good, right? Like Cillian Murphy, who you mentioned before, good Scarecrow, but he's not the main villain, right? He, like all the villains right. are brought in and they fit just enough so that they fit well and nobody goes, well, that was shitty. Why is he in there? Um, mm-hmm. Tom Wilkins, Wilkinson plays uh, Falcone and he's in it for like five minutes total, but he does a good job mm-hmm. being who he is. Um,
0: but I yeah. I need to go back and rewatch it because like part of, every time I think of that movie, I'm like, why the fuck was Scarecrow even there? Mm. I don't even remember why. So he's the one that
1: creates the toxin that William Neeson then amplifies and steals from him. Oh, okay. But it's, like, just enough that...
0: uh, He's memorable, but, like, he doesn't overtake the story. Right,
1: right, right. Because it's kind of, you know, if you think about it, it's, like, kind of a wacky thing. Like, you scare people and shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so... Oh, go ahead. but, but, But,
1: um... I'm trying to find the tweet that somebody said this week about it. Where they were saying how... Everybody goes, "Oh, it's the dark and greedy ones, right?" Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, 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 you know, they're all dull and they're like bleak and shit and like it's just murder and stuff. But I'm like, "No, like they the first one is pretty funny. Like there's like a lot of good humor and they do that thing where they repeat lines like from previous parts of the movie. Um, but like they're light and they're funny and what's his name? Uh, Michael Caine's Alfred has like good like back and forth with him all the time so yeah definitely rewatch it and you'll see that it's it's much it's not much better than you remember but it's it's aged really really
0: well definitely but that brings me to my next movie which is The Dark Knight um I think The Dark Knight is really solid it's just so good like it never lets up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and like there are definitely problems with the plot. You know what I mean? Like like as far as like things making logical sense. But with that being said, like I, I think because it moves at such a fast pace, mm-hmm. it, it like it, it's not it's not worried about catching every detail. You know right. what I mean? It's like, nah dog, we're on to the next one, shit's blowing up. You know what I mean? Like the joker's at play. And and if anything, it kinda like amplifies just what the Joker is. Because like it's literally just supposed to be chaos. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like and so it's like if you're fucking constantly like moving forward, you're not. You don't even think about like the last step or the next step. Mm-hmm. You're just like still trying to figure out what the fuck's going on right now. And and I, it's just I think it's really good. Heath Ledger's obviously great. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale's still good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
1: I think but, um, yeah, I I think. You're right. I think I agree with everything. And I, I think we were talking about the re- recording this about how um, like I'm somebody who prefers Batman Begins to the Dark Knight just because mm-hmm. I think there's like and I think that that switch has happened recently because I was before I was like Dark Knight, Dark Knight. The Dark Knight mm-hmm. is another one. That's a I, that's a three time. I saw that movie three times in theaters. Mm-hmm. um, And there's like little things that you kind of go like, eh, like that sort of ding it. Right. Like the the right. the Joker's plan is a little too convoluted. Like, right. it's like he planned to get caught because he knew that Lyle would be there, but he knew Batman wouldn't be there. But he knew that the guy would be on the cell phone and he knew that that guy was going to let him, you know, coax him into taking, the, you know, like a bunch of like convenient right. shit. And then there's like, uh, like scenes just sometimes just like drop or just end. Um, like when Rachel gets thrown out of the window and Batman right. saves her. Right. And he like catches her and he's like, uh, and she's like, is Harvey OK? And he goes, he's safe. And then it's that's it. Like, the scene ends, and I'm like, wait, what about the Joker? Wasn't the Joker just up there? Like, couldn't you just right. block all the exits and make sure the Joker doesn't leave the fucking building? Right? Like, is he going to kill Matt, My, uh, Michael Kane up there? Like, Right? So right. there's, like, little things like that where, like, scenes sort of cut out, and there's just so much movie that sometimes they feel like the short shrift. Um, but, yeah, that, that Ledger performance is just so good and so magnetic that it, it sort of just... There's no way that you
0: can say that right. it's, like, not a good movie the fucking opening scene is so lit. Mm, you know what I mean? Like, like yes. it, it, it hits you with the bullshit right off the jump. You know what mm, I mean? Yes. Like you're so ready for everything that's going to happen in that movie. Just based off the opening, like big heist. Yeah. And um, it's,
1: it's another one of those like show don't tell type of movies. Like you get the Joker sense of humor by like, um, uh, um, the way he shoots that guy without looking at him. Uh, yeah. the slaughter is the best medicine on the truck. Uh, the fire truck being on fire. Like all that, yeah. you sort of like that kind of shit. Um, you get a lot of that kind of stuff, and and but yeah,
0: yeah. So and and I still to this day, again, if I'm playing like a random like, if I'm playing like a fighting game with someone, I'll just be like, "Hey, hey, (laughs) like when he's like walking down the street, like firing the gun off, and he's trying to get fucking Batman to run him over." Mm -hmm. Hey, Um, (laughs) so so it's just got a it's got a. A bunch of quotable lines. It's just a great movie. And again, one of the worst scenes of all time where Harvey Dent doesn't realize it's a joke because he takes off the (laughs) nurse mask, Which is hilarious because his whole face is fucking painted. He's got the hair. He's very obviously a man. And uh, Harvey Dent's sitting there looking at him. He takes the mask off. He's like... Like like his whole body shakes super hard. It's hilarious. I'm not wearing Um, hockey pads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right.
1: Well... All right. So
0: what's your next movie?
1: Yeah. My next one is Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is another one that has aged really well for me. Um, when I first watched it in 2011, um, I was like, this is OK. And this is I, this was the third entry into the, you know, the fourth entry into the MCU, the last one before Avengers.
0: And it's uh... was it? I don't know why I thought the Thor was the last one, but you're probably right. You know, you're <laughs> consistently more accurate. Because yeah, like,
1: um, Thor came out in May of 2011, and then this one was okay. July. Um, And so I watched it, I was like, this is good. Like, it was all right. But then in sort of watching future Captain Americas and future MCU movies, you sort of see how much it depends on the first Avenger nailing a bunch of shit. Uh, right. Specifically three things. Um, one, the relationship with him and Peggy which becomes this fucking cornerstone relationship that ends up being paid off in Endgame 22 movies later, or whatever, or 18 movies later, um, where the last shot in Endgame is them dancing. Like, that's how important it was for them to nail the relationship with Peggy. Like, imagine them putting that much emphasis on the relationship with uh, Natalie Portman from Thor, right? Like, she's in Endgame, but he doesn't even see her, and it's like, oh, yeah, she's around here somewhere in this castle, yeah, cool, cool, (laughs) cool. Um... So that's one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck all that. Yeah, fuck uh, all that. I'm, I'm, I'm having a panic attack. i got to talk to my mom. Uh, <laughs> two is the um, relationship with Stanley Tucci's doctor. I forget that his name is, what it, the name of the doctor is. But they have this fucking perfect conversation before he gets the procedure where he talks, tells him why he was chosen for the procedure. And he tells him, you know, we didn't pick somebody strong, physically strong, because a strong man doesn't know the value of power and, you know, A weak man knows that. But what's important is that you're good and it's what's in here that matters.
0: Right. And that's such an overwhelming, like, that's so important that they nailed that for that character. Because Mm -hmm. that's literally, like, going into comic books, which is what we're talking about. We're talking comic book superhero movies right now. Like, in the comic books, like, Captain America's number one strength above the, the super soldier serum or whatever is just, like, his indomitable will. Right. Like, that's, like, if you go back to, like, all the comics, like, it, it always comes down to a point where, like, no bullshit, it's, I can do this all day. Like, that's what he is. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like yes. It's, like, I, I can beat the shit out of everyone and take all the hits, but, like, my spirit will never be broken. Right. And, right. and also, like, it probably, that makes sense just also I'm a very obvious level of, like, what people aspire for America to be. You know what I mean? Yes. Which is that, like, even in our worst, like, we will not back down, we will continue to persevere, like, all of that. You right. know what I mean?
1: But, I, and I, I think, and I think they do such a good job of doing that where it doesn't become something, um, how can I say? Like, a fucking, oh, they they, they do that without becoming fucking J.J. Watt. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Where it's like, so we're like, like fucking salute, yeah, hell yeah. Like <laughs> it, 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 he's Captain America without becoming JJ Watt and John Cena. Do you, you know what I mean? Like it's a very thin line where being good and being compassionate can become corny, right? And exactly. I'm not saying that, that 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 it's inevitable. but I'm saying, like, they had to nail that, so that's two,
0: and then yeah, three. How lit would it have been if the first time Captain America came out as Captain America, like after the serial? you just heard like. <laughs>
1: Just bam bam! bam, bam.
0: bam.
1: (laughs) Uh, Fucking doctor of thugonomics of the MCU. Uh, Alright, dude came out with a fucking armband and the hat, dude. Alright. I mean in the hat, yeah. Doing that thing where he like put the pinkies up and he put his uh, his fist together. Remember that? Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. So, what was your third thing?
1: Uh The third thing, uh, you know, that this will wrap up the movie. Um, is just uh casting Chris Evans. Yeah. Who I they... think RDU is like perfect, right? He like started it off. His casting is perfect. But as time went on, I think his uh, Evans casting of Captain America is just as fucking important. I don't. Oh, think, absolutely. I don't think. He, him,
0: as, he be- as rdj is what you say yeah equally right? yeah. equally
1: i don't think yep. the re- i don't think the series or the mcu as a whole reaches the heights without his heart starting around like winter soldier right. i think he becomes the heart of the mcu um and then rdj is like the personality the outgoingness but the heart it always comes back to him later on i don't think endgame succeeds if it's just rdu carrying everything rds sorry rdj carrying everything if it's not evans on the other side being his equal um, right, and and
0: again, back to the comic book things. That's what it was in the comics as well. Like Captain America, like like everyone bitched at each other. Like all the Avengers had like you know other problems. Like and you see it in the Avengers movie or Ultron. I can't remember which. Mm-hmm. Where like Hulk and, and Tony are like bitching at each other, like on like, about the science or whatever of how something should or shouldn't be done. Yeah, and like th- those types of things would happen with all the heroes. And then the answer was that like cap because like all he had was like just he's like the perfect human like both in terms of the sol- like super soldier and also just like like we're doing this as a team like can't be stopped like he always came and pulled it together and the avengers never would have worked without him in right. the comics you know what i mean because yep. he like it, it would just fall apart everyone would be bitching at each other too much and again i think nailing chris evans kind of reinforces that as well in the in in the movie universe and like makes it work better
1: yeah, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, so my uh, mine, yeah, my third one is uh, or I guess, yeah, my third one is uh, first Avengers,
0: Or first Avengers, okay. sorry. all right. So mine is Iron Man, which is the other perfect pairing of the mm-hmm. you know, sometimes this shit comes together so well that I feel like we like, like <laughs> it's like we rehearsed which answer we were gonna give next, but I swear to god, we didn't. Um, but like, yeah, the other half of what you said was like the perfect casting, and like, I don't know that it would have worked like you said like Chris Evans really comes into the into his own and becomes what he is and what's needed it, like you said uh, what winter soldier winter soldier right? yeah yeah i don't know that we would have successfully gotten there without robert downey jr's iron man yeah. you know what i mean because like thor was okay captain america was okay at least at the time and like even you admit, it seems like, you know, maybe Captain America gets better based on what we've seen later. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but like, at the time, I wasn't super crazy about either of those. But Iron Man fucking nailed it. And so, like, I, that... If you were creating this universe with a bunch of characters whose, like, first movie was like, it's good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that... Avengers would feel as good. You right. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so, like, Iron Man being able to pull that off. Robert Downey Jr. being perfect. And it's so funny to me because Iron Man in the comics fucking sucks, dude. Iron Man sucks. His villains suck. He's corny. He's trash, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, his, I saw his, a his, couple... They're drawn poorly. Like, it, they're just bad comics, straight up. And, like, now every iteration of Iron Man, like, since then, has just been, like we'll just try and make Robert Downey Jr. Like, yes. Yeah. That's,
1: I saw a couple of tweets about that, about how like before he was just like a very somber, just kind of like Bruce wayne type guy. Like their answer to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. His um, point in
0: the Avengers was just like to be the money. Yeah. Like, that's all he was in the Avengers for was just like, we use Stark Tower. Like that's, that's all he's there for. Like we use his tower. He just mm-hmm, kind of hangs mm-hmm. out. We use his tower and he's, he he fronts us all the money for the fucking jets and shit. You know what I mean? Like he sucked. And then Robert Downey Jr., Jan, uh, Robert, Robert, boy, I should just kill myself. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, like nailed it so perfectly that every single iteration came after. They're like, that's what we're aiming for. Because that's the only version of this that's ever been good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, like I said, I don't think you get to the Avengers without that. And I yeah. think you lose steam. Or at least if you get the Avengers, the Avengers doesn't become what it is. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that's he that's on my list as well so now we're getting to the nitty-gritty here at the very end so what's your next movie
1: yeah my next one is my penultimate entry is wonder woman uh 2017 directed by patty jenkins uh starring mm-hmm. gal gadot um and i think it's actually co-written by Zack snyder so his he mm. his it's his story it's his screenplay uh co-starring also another chris chris pine who i think is the best chris out of all of them, insane. As, insane, much, as much as I love, as as, as I you know talked about Chris Evans, I think Chris Pine is the best one. I think nah,
0: dog. That the the clip alone of Chris Evans spitting game and the fucking letterman jacket or the the fucking jacket in the tunnel. Oh, with the girl um, and he goes yeah. to the phone. <laughs> yeah, dude, bro, that alone <laughs> is fucking top notch. Chris, dude, he takes yeah. the number one spot. Um, but I, off the fucking I, game.
1: I in in. I, I know you mentioned intro- Spider Verse, so that'll be your next one. But I think his work in Spider Verse is so good too,
0: and he's not even in it that long. I forgot um, that. I, I I remembered when I watched it. Like I remember as I was watching it again, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is Chris Pine." Yeah. And then like I forgot about it before we got to this, but he is in that. So yeah, go ahead. and he in his his scene with Miles where he tells him he's like, "Oh,
1: you're like me," and he's like, "Well." He's like, you know, I don't know if I want to do this. And he's like, well, dude, you know, you don't really have a choice. So, you know, it, it's such. Yeah, he's a, like, it doesn't seem like you really have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's so good, and I, I think it's unlike any scene I've ever seen before. But we'll get to it in a little bit. But, um, he's in it, and so, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Wonder Woman, uh, so good, and it's not just a good superhero movie, but a good, uh, World War One movie. Um, and that's, I think that's the reason I haven't watched it. Oh, it's world, but it's it's so good that it's just, you haven't watched it? Oh, oh dude, it's so good. <laughs> it's the best DC movie that they've made, I think. The best of the extended universe shit that they've done recently, like with Aquaman and all those. I think this one's the best one. Um, not, I would say that the rest of them are like, like Thor ish, like maybe a little bit better than Thor. They're like Ant Man right. and Thor. And this is like an Iron Man to that.
0: Right. Um, I really got to I really got to be introspective and realize that like all these movies that are still, like lead role women are the ones I haven't watched.
1: <laughs> well, Chris Pine's you know, go well, headlining in, in uh as much of a revelation as uh Danny Junior is in Iron Man or even Chris Pine is in Star Trek the reboot. Um yeah. Gal Gadot is in this one. Um, she's excellent. Uh, she's charismatic and, uh, she's very good at action. And of course she's very beautiful. Um, so it, it's, it, and she fucking knocks it out of the park as much of a, as much of like a breakout role as anybody can be. Um, right. and the relationship is very good between her and Pine, which I think is something that we touched on when we, when we just talked about, um, the first Avenger about him and Peggy. Um, but uh, the the finale is a little lackluster. It sort of descends into that sort of CGI fight bullshit right. stuff. Um, but I don't mind. Because like I've talked about before. By the time, if a movie's good enough, by the third act, it's playing with house money. And I don't mind. Right. But uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's my my other one. Wow, Wonder Woman. Um, we should have already seen the sequel by now.
0: But uh, COVID had other plans. Yeah. So now I'm going to go to my next to last entry. Um and it's going to start this whole fucking whirlwind at the end, which is that I have the first Spider Man movie. Uh the Toby first Toby Maguire Spider Man movie mm-hmm. um as as my second best movie. Um that one we talked about it before, like I can't believe Toby Maguire pulled off being Spider Man and I believed it. Like I was a hundred percent in on Toby Maguire being Spider Man. Yeah, me too, yeah. And looking back, I, I don't know how. Like I don't know how I didn't see Toby <laughs> McGuire and was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, like I just I don't understand. Yeah. But he he they he fucking nailed it. Dude fucking bone saw, bone saw. Um <laughs> that's that's my fucking second point for that movie. Yeah. That scene's great. That scene's actually great. I understand mm-hmm. it's hilarious. It's also actually great. Um and then uh the villain in that one was the Green Goblin, right? Yep, yep, yeah. Willem yep. Defoe. Willem Defoe was great. Um that just it like just really nailed it all together, and it and we wouldn't have this conversation at all without that movie. Yes, yep. Like yep. it is, it is what set off people to be like, hold on, like superhero movies can be very successful and, and, and good, and, and not just good because they're superhero movies, but good like independently of being the superhero movie.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I think, uh, and good, but not be fucking afraid of being comic book movies, right? Right. And, the, right. and so my next one is Spider-Man, but it's specifically Spider-Man 2. Right. And so we'll just do the Raimi thing with with the first two and we sort of talk about those,
0: but I think they feel like the same movie. Like and I don't I, don't, I guess like not the same movie, but like they're inseparable in my head. Like yes. one and two are just like a really long film. <laughs> like... Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like they both have the same sort of sensibilities and I think Even though the X-Men movie came before it, I think the X-Men movie, like, is afraid to be a comic book movie. It's like, you know, they're flying in the jet and they're wearing all black. And he goes, this is the uniform. And he goes, what did you expect? Yellow spandex. And it's like, get it? ha! get it? We don't do that (laughs) shit. This is 2000, man. We don't do fucking comic book shit here. We just, we take what we want and we leave all the comic book shit behind. Yeah. Um... Not Spider-Man. But not Spider-Man. Like, the the suit could have been fucking, like, just dark and bleak, but it's not. It's bright, it's red, the fucking Green Goblin shit, which I, it isn't, yeah. I, it's not, like, comic book, um, faithful, but it, it like, gets the job done. It doesn't done. shy away from it either. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's, like, it's, it's green. It's fucking it's, green. Yeah. It could have easily done, like, a it's black like, and, white. Like, yeah,
0: hoodie. it's bright green, and it looks like a fucking goblin. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. He could have just been a dark, flying, scary guy. You right? Know I mean? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
1: He could have been like uh, the Doctor Doom from that shitty Fantastic Four movie. Remember right. when he's just like in a trench coat and he's like metal? Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, everything you said about it, I, I, um, I totally agree with. And something that actually that I I've noticed that I didn't notice when I was a kid because I just like one of the first comic book movies that I saw, and kind of like how you said you didn't notice Tobey Maguire being goofy. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice certain things that Sam Raimi does in Spider-Man 1 and 2 that I just thought were kind of par for the course or just sort of things that just are done in movies that are actually sort of little specific flares that he puts in. Like, for example, if you remember... I haven't the... seen them in a very long time, so it... you may blow my brain right now. Let's go. So, you know, in the first one where he um, he's thinking about designs, about his his uh, um, wrestling names, right? Yeah. And then he, there's like this... It, it like like this holographic like MJ's behind him and then there's like a car, do you remember? And it like sort of I think so. It, it's it's sort of hard to explain. It's like uh it's like a montage, but it's very weirdly put in like there's like the, the car is like behind him and it's sort of like half holographic or half um see-through and it goes beep beep and it just sort of like flies over his head. Mm-hmm. Or um just like little shit like that. Like yeah. point of view shit. Um and then specifically in Spider-Man 2, which I'll go into detail in a little bit. Um, he does like the the scene where Doc Ock wakes up, which is almost better than anything or most of what the MCU has to offer, where the claws come to life in that whole t- in the uh, hospital room and then they yeah. attack all the doctors. And you, sit, you get like these fucking like bright lights and dark shadows. And it's like from the point of view of the tentacles flying around. And then the lady's like getting dragged and her nails are on the ground. Yeah. Right. It's like a horror movie. It's so fucking good. Um, and just like, shit like that that i I was just like oh that's just what movies do they just do these weird little flares um and that's just what it is but it's not like it's just specific
0: to those movies yeah so spider-man one for me spider-man two for you yes yeah yeah spider-man two is your best one right that's your yeah, top it, of the line yeah it, it's it's like, um
1: yeah i i didn't want to i didn't put these in any specific order, in, but, in a it,
0: order but, but if you had to choose one to say it was on top it'd probably be spider-man probably this one or the avengers yeah it, right.
1: like i just like it's so good and not just the action scenes but just like the scenes with him as peter they're so simple and they're so effective that they seem almost effortless, but they're not. Like when he gets right. to Matt May's apartment and it's his birthday and they tell him happy birthday and it's a little, a little party and you sort of get everything, all the relationship shit you need from him, from Aunt May, from MJ and from Harry, right? right. Um, But in any of the, any of the movie, it's just like fumbled because it's so hard to do that in like two or three minutes. Right. And um, like showing how... Um, fucking, just fucking poor he is. Like everything <laughs> breaks on him, right? He, like he buys the flowers and it's like a dozen, and the guy taps him on the shoulder as he's walking away, and he takes like nine of them, and he's only left with like three. <laughs> like, I, like it's so good, and it's like um, I was telling a friend, it's like it, it, it's so simple, and the shit with Doc Ock, with him and talking to Peter, it like, it's so sincere that people might take it as corny. But mm-hmm. it's so sincere and it wears its heart in his sleeve so well that I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like, this is so good, and it's exactly what Peter Parker and Spider Man is. Um, and then, of course, you have the action scenes, which are all fucking awesome. Like the subway fight, still great. Yeah. The bank robbery
0: scene, fucking awesome. Um, the sub. That's that scene. That's the one where he like the iconic. Like he's on the fucking the front, front of it, right? Like, yeah, and he like. The, He's, like, holding it together as it's, like, trying to pull him apart. hmm So, like, that scene is so iconic that, like, every Spider-Man movie since, or maybe not every Spider-Man movie, but every new iteration of Spider-Man has had that moment. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Tom Holland had it with the boat that was falling apart. Mm -hmm. in uh in in one of the spider-man movies yeah like he's falling apart he's like hitting every spot that it says like the weak point and then he like misses a few and he's trying to hold it and it still falls apart yeah um and that that works because of spider-man too like the reason that works is because you see him trying to be spider-man and failing yeah and like having to come to the grips of that but the only reason that works so well is because you understand the iconic imagery of like Spider-Man is the guy who could hold it together. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like and they
1: mention it, it's a reference in Spider-Verse. And then yeah. in the Spider-Man video game, he starts to web the train and then it breaks yeah. and he goes, "Oh, that that worked last time."
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that that's like the Spider-Man movies have so much so many of the superhero movies now have to owe like they owe so much to those original Spider-Man movies. Mhm.
1: Yeah, just so good. I mean, like every time I watch two, it's like a fucking giant warm hug. Um, I'm trying to think of something at the end that I love. What was it? It was like something that I just remembered. I was like, that's so good. Like MJ running through the park. And after she breaks off her marriage and she's got like um, like the wedding music is going and it's like this bright white sort of. Uh, dream-like thing and she's running full speed and shit yeah um it's just so good and uh, yeah. just watch spider-man one and two right now and just fucking realize how awesome it is and how we wouldn't have any of the comic book shit we have now without
0: those right i i would have yeah I, I need to go back and watch those just hearing it like even just talking about it a little bit i'm like i want to go back and watch those yeah because you're right it does feel like a warm up you know what i mean yeah So, going from a movie that feels like a warm hug, I'm going to give you my final one, which is right now the top, but it's probably a level of recency bias, but I don't care, Mm -hmm. Um, is Into the Spider-Verse. So, that movie, so let you in a little something about me, I cry like a full-blown bitch. Like, every time a movie is on, if I'm even remotely supposed to be a little emotional about it, dude, I'm crying. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, I just can't help it. And, like, I watched Into the Spider-Verse and I cried in so many different parts like a fucking coward, dude. Like, like, it was awful. And it's so good. Like, it it plays on just so much, like, family dynamic stuff. And it's, like, sometimes that can feel like you're just kind of, like, tugging at strings to make, you know, like, just to get your point across. Or not get the point across, but, like, I want this person to feel sad, so this. You know what I mean? Like... But, like, it, it all feels so natural in that movie. Like, it all... It, like, it just feels natural. Like, none of it seems forced. None of it seems yeah. artificial. And, like, it's, like, the ultimate journey for the main character, Miles Morales. And, like, you said the scene with Chris Pine, he, he you know, he he becomes Spider-Man or gets the powers. He doesn't become Spider-Man till the very end, which is very cool. Um, yes. But, like, it's it's growing into Spider-Man and, like, the response is, like, you know, I can't remember what his middle initial is. Because all the Peter Parkers are, like, Peter blank Parker. And then, like, the next one in the next universe over is, like, Peter B. Parker. Um... But anyways, he's like, you know, like, he's like, I don't know if I want to do this. And he's like, you don't really have a choice. You don't really have a
1: choice. And he's 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 so good. And he, like, you know, that he lands and he, you get that little vibration thing, you know, the little, yeah. like, spider sense thing. And he goes, whoa, you're like me. He's like, I didn't think there was. It, you know, in any other lesser movie, he goes, whoa, you're like me. You're like Spider-Man, bro. Help me right. out, man. Come on. Right. Let's fight. It's, yeah. it's, done, it's done so much more like a uh, fucking sitcom.
0: But in this one... He, he like fucking and it works for the rest of the movie like I said, like it all feels natural like if you really think about it right like like you said is what would normally happen in a lesser movie where he's like oh look you have power suit but like if you really thought about what it would be like in that moment if you're spider-man and you're currently battling the fucking a giant version of the green goblin while like the sea's about to come down and you come across that like you will stop and adjust it because this is fucking weird that this is a thing but like you would also see a kid that is, like, afraid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, like, you'd be like, especially if you're Peter Parker who's been dealing with this as Spider-Man, you know, you'd be like, hey, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, naturally, you're just like, this is a problem. And, like, I need to help this kid out. You know what I mean? Yes. Not just like, eh, it's cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, it all fits together. And one thing I will say is that, like... There's, like, it's all sentiment, Like, not sentimental. That's not the word I'm looking for. It's all business with that Spider-Man. And then, like, the Spider-Man that comes over that's played by Jake Johnson is clearly, yeah. like, a lot of comedic relief. But, like, even with the show he was on, like, The New Girl. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched it. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, like, kind of a regular sitcom kind of thing. But he's in it. Yeah. He does a great job of, like, he's got, like, good comedic timing. But, like, he also comes across very heartfelt with it like without it being corny or forced and like it works like he's great in that role also you know what i mean like jake johnson nails that peter parker yeah yeah. peter parker who's down on his luck but like needs to like now has a chance for redemption through this you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like he's coming to his own terms like you know getting his shit together on his own terms while also needing to help along this kid and it's like That dynamic works because Jake Johnson, I think, nails it. You know what I mean? Like, so many people nail it in every role. Fucking John Mulaney as fucking Peter Porker or whatever, like, is perfect. And Nick Cage. And Nick Cage as fucking Spider-Man Noir. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so perfect. And everything works so good in that movie. And I think, like,
1: kind of like how I was saying, where, like, the, the, the sentimental scenes in the Raimi movies work so well. And they seem so effortless. And it's really not. You know, right? Like, I can't and imagine I think it's how I'm the difficult same way in the Spider-Verse, in Spider-Verse, you know I mean? or like how hard it must Especially have been. Especially just talking the about talking
0: cartoons, you know what yep. I mean? Like, I feel like you can, I mean, not cartoons, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it, people naturally are going to disassociate from animation versus people, yeah. It's just, I, it's just, we're not animated, so it's, there's a level of disconnect, right? And so, like, they nailed it. There's a few things I want to talk about, which is, and I'm going to make them very quick. Um, one, the parts I cried were his dad talking to him with the door closed and he's like all webbed up and tied up so he can't say anything. Yeah. And like, there's already this weird dynamic with his dad already. And then like, whereas a a normal movie, he would just like, you get that weird thing where like, people don't talk just because we want to get this mood across. Mm -hmm. Like, like normal people would say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. the, The, the plotting of the movie puts him in a natural position to be webbed up in a chair you know what i mean like yeah like yeah, he got yeah. webbed up in a chair and stuck and then his dad came like and, and like he physically can't say anything and it yeah. doesn't necessarily seem like he's super eager to like he's not like banging on the door with his head to speak because there is still an awkward dynamic but like it adds another layer of like well you know like i see why it happened that way you know what i mean I cried there, cried when his fucking uncle dies, says you're the best of us, Miles. Dude, it's so yeah. much like, I just cried like a bitch so many times in that movie and it's so good. Um, the other thing is, um, one of the cool animation things I learned about this movie is that if I'm not mistaken, the animated movies are normally at 24 frames a second. Or, mm-hmm. and, and I remember when I first started watching Spider-Verse in theaters. Like when I literally was sitting down the movie started. And I was like, Like, I couldn't buy in at first, because I was like, everything, like, the animation seems janky, and I don't know why. Like, I can't put my finger on what looks so wrong, Mm -hmm. and, and, like, I couldn't buy into it, and then I just bought into it, and, like, by the end of the movie, I was like, I don't, there was no problem with the animation. Like, I, I, it must have just been a stylistic choice that I got used to. And then I learned that at the very beginning, I want to say Miles is at, 8 or 12 frames per second while the rest of the movie is at 24. Mm-hmm. Did you know anything about this already? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah, because
1: yeah, so he... when, when he's swinging with Spider Man, Jake Johnson's Spider Man, right? Uh, the Jake Johnson moves, Spider Man moves like normal, and then Miles's is, is like every other uh, frame he's moving, so yeah. it's a little bit more janky, and it looks like he sort of doesn't quite know how to move
0: yet, right? And throughout the movie. Like, I I think even in that scene, I think he sped up a little more than he was in the opening. Yeah. And Uh and it's it's just a visual technique so that I think by the end of it, he's moving faster than some of them. Like, I I think he's moving either faster or at least he's definitely the same. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to, like, be, like, a visual indicator. And it's one of those things that we talk about with movies where, like... Like the, the, it's really that bad or it's really that good, which is like sometimes when movies do things and you don't realize they're good, but your brain still processes it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I think you get that and it's supposed to show Spider-Man coming into his own. You get Miles Morales at eight or 12 or whatever it is. You get him trying to be Spider-Man sped up maybe a little bit, but still clearly behind the other Spider-Man. And then at the end you have him completely fluid looking just like, like every other superhero. And it's like, that is a visual indicator. For you, and maybe you don't pick up on that's what's happening, but like you still feel it. You know what I mean? Like by the yeah. end, he's fluid, and also the scene, the the what's up danger scene, him fucking like, be taking the leap of faith. Yeah, mm-hmm. is so perfect. Like everything about that's great. That yeah. movie's so good. Like I said, probably recency bias, but like right now, that's legitimately like it and Avengers are my favorite superhero movies of all time. Yeah, and you know you're talking about um. Not you're
1: you're not noticing it. It reminded me of uh there was this uh, character in a cha- a YouTube channel called Red Letter Media called Mister Plinkett. and he used to do these Star Wars reviews specifically of the three prequels that were very good mm-hmm. uh, and I think they've done other ones but the character you know he he it's like a character that they make up and he talks like this mm-hmm. and he, every time that something like this comes up I always think about the line he says where he's like you didn't notice it. But your brain did, and I think about it every single time. I'm like, you didn't notice it, but your brain did, like. Yeah.
0: And and I also like it won animated movie of the year. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Oscar, yeah. Yeah, so like it's it's a great movie on its own, and then just on top of being a superhero movie, like it's just so good. And like, there are a bunch of other little techniques. Like I remember seeing like one of the things they said was like a big push for it to be the animated movie it was that it, it did a lot of like revolutionary stuff with maybe not revolutionary but like they took a lot of things that had only been done in 2d animation mm-hmm. and and made them work in 3d without seeming super janky like yep. I, i've seen a clip where like at one point miles falls and like if you act like it, you don't really notice it when it's happening on tv in front of you but like they slowed it down and his eyeballs come out of his head and are like higher than the rest of his body and that's like a very common thing that like a loony toony
1: right and it's
0: just like a sudden fall like it it adds like not suspense um like instant like uh almost panic is not it's not the word i'm looking for but like you understand that, like, it caught this character completely off guard that he fell. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's why he fell and then his eyes stayed up top. And, yeah. like, they do that with Miles Morales at one point. And it's not so... They don't do it to such a degree that it's, like, breaking any sort of immersion. But, like, you definitely visually catch it. You know what I mean? You You don't yeah. process it necessarily. Or you do process it, but maybe you don't notice it.
1: Yeah, it's like, um... Like, when he's running and his arm moves and there's, like, black lines to show yeah. movement yeah exactly instead yeah. of a blur there's the black lines and your mind just goes oh that's movement
0: yep yeah, exactly and it's just a little stuff like that like and it, it feels if nothing else it feels super unique yeah you know what i mean like there's not another animated superhero movie or even really animated movie out there that's doing what that movie did visually yeah and it's like very clearly its own thing Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah and like i said when we started i was
1: like you know i'm sure you know if you ask me ask me tomorrow what are your top five it probably makes it in there um i think uh at the end of last year i made a top 10 movies of the decade just because you know, the, the decade was ending and i think this was like my number nine or ten or i think eight um but yeah dude, it, it, it's so good and sometimes i'm like it's so good that i kind of want to be like hey but there's these other ones um <laughs> But yeah, like I said, ask me yesterday, ask me tomorrow, I'll be like, yeah, it's on my list.
0: And also, sorry, I can't, I just can't give this movie enough props. Like not for nothing, it did all of these like kind of like revolutionary, like um, uh, like unique ideas and techniques in animation. It did all this in a time where like Pixar is like always up there for best animated film, and they all look the same. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like every Pixar movie. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not even saying they're the same. Like thematically, all of this stuff, it's different. But like the animation style is exactly yeah. the same in all of them. Well, well, for that, I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't dog on them for that one necessarily because I feel like that's one of those situations where they had their look. Like, oh, I'm not, kind of I'm like, not even c- dogging
0: on them for it. I'm just saying like the gumption of Into the Spider Verse, where like. You can look at the formula like, this is what animation looks like. Everyone loves it. No one ever questions it. This is great. To just be like, now nah, we're going to try and do our own thing. and It's going to be wildly different. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I'm, Yeah, I wasn't trying to shit on Pixar. I just meant like, that's a lot of like gumption to try that. You know what I mean? Like, everyone knows what it what it can look like and will work perfectly. Yeah. Like, Pixar had their look and they sort of stuck to it. It's just that everybody
1: copied Pixar instead of doing their own thing. Right. You and know, some, like, 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 Spider-Verse is yeah. like, no, nah, fuck that. We, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: we're doing our shit and they nailed it yeah so yeah so So those are our Spider-Man movies we're probably way past an hour now right (laughs) well if you want we can skip
1: the next one and just go to the last one real quick and just give people an advice to to play this game okay
0: so uh the game we're playing is fall guys um and it was free on playstation plus it probably won't be by the time this comes out because it switches every month um but it's great um it's it's super quick. It's like, um, there's a game called Gang Beasts uh, that kind of plays like, but basically it's just like, imagine ragdoll physics combined with Mario Party. Yes. And it's like super short, super quick, fun to blow through. The whole objective of the game is basically like, here's an obstacle course, uh-huh. and, and all you can do is you can run, you can jump, you can dive, and you can fucking grab people. And... Yeah. Th- like, it, it, it's like Wipeout mixed with Mario Party. If you ever watch yeah. that show Wipeout, on, yeah, I think it was exactly. on ABC,
1: where people just go through an obstacle course and you just have to make it, like, a certain amount of time. And um, Yeah, it's like that. Like, those two mixed
0: together. It's so great. Like, y- you can just play, like, to just get through the obstacle course. And it's so fun because, like, people will grab you. Like, people fall. It's just fun watching people fuck up. There's, there's mm-hmm. Of course, there's, like, they'll just send, like, a random ball come flying at you and you just have to avoid it. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. It's just kind of nonsense, but that's it. Wasn't trying to be anything else, um, but it's super great. My favorite tweet I think I saw was someone was like, "What if, uh, what if Fall Guys had a chat and you could only hear people when they grabbed you?" And I was like, <laughs> "That would be so amazing." Because the way I play this game, which is the most fun way, I don't care how anyone else plays it, is to just be an absolute scumbag. So, like, anytime, like, if I'm on like some of them are obstacle courses and some of them like you're standing on this platform and you need to stay stay on it and not get knocked off dude i spend that whole match just trying to grab people and shove them into shit to knock them off and like i can't imagine just being able to tell someone like like, like i'm going to bury you like as i grab them and just launch them into like, <laughs> like, launch them into you the kiss me and then you like break free and then you're like what the fuck was that um
1: but yeah i can't recommend it enough and it it's it's so nice because you can either spend hours playing it because it resets so quickly, and, you, and there's so many people playing that new games are popping up basically as soon as you get eliminated or if you win. Right. But then also, like... uh for example, like, for me, like, like, like if I, I'm playing Spider-Man right now still,
0: mm-hmm. if
1: my girlfriend wants to watch TV or something, we'll be like, ooh, let's play a quick Fall Guys, and we'll literally each play one game, it'll take five minutes, because it boots up so quickly, and we're, we're able to move on, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like GTA, we have to fucking take forever to get into the, the fucking world. loading
0: screens, yeah. The
1: loading screens forever, or even uh, Overwatch, which is doesn't take that long, but it still takes time to, you know, get into the game, get to the point, you know, attack the yeah. point, right? Um, This, you're in, you're out, five minutes, or... Te- an hour, right? Yeah, and it's um, I, I do wish you could tweak a couple things in terms of multiplayer, um, but overall it's it's so much fun. Um, definitely, re- I rec totally re- recommend it. I don't know what the price is, because I got it for free when it was on um f- for free on PlayStation, um, but if you can buy it and it's not too expensive, I totally
0: recommend it. Yeah, I can't imagine it's it's an indie game by a game that does a or by studio that does a bunch of other indie games that are nothing like this. I wish, I wish you could understand how not like this, their other games were. If you can, everyone at some point, if you've played fall guys and you like it, realize that the best game they've ever made is hotline Miami and just go look at a trailer for hotline Miami or just Mm -hmm. YouTube fucking hotline Miami gameplay. It is like a top down, like action shooter That's, like, super intense, like, high, fast-paced, just, like, fucking... You remember in The Last of Us 2, where that bitch is playing the PSP, like, and and the music's playing? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the game. They made it. It's literally, like, you play a guy who's, like, losing his mind and murdering, like, all of these, like, So it's definitely not like this at all. Fucking no, dude. And, like, (laughs) it's got the super fast-paced, like, EDM techno music while you're doing Mm -hmm. it. Like, it's and it like gets real dark in some spots. This shit is like just like literally Mario Party. It's so crazy to me how neither like not alike these two games are and how great both of them are. Like by the same studio. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. you, like you have a Wheelhouse you stick to it generally, but these are like wildly different and they're both good. So Yeah. Definitely cool. check out definitely check out Fall Guys.
1: Yep, definitely.
0: All right, so uh, I'm going to say we're definitely in an hour way past it, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's the episode, guys. Um, we'll catch y'all next week. Um, definitely going to hit baseball next week, which I wanted to talk about today, even though I don't really watch that much baseball. Still want to talk about it, so we'll catch that next week. If you want to catch me on any social media, I'm at T Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. All right, and uh, if you want to catch the podcast on social media, it's at DiffAnimalsPod on both Twitter and Instagram. Or you can email us directly at differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Like, review, subscribe, tell your friends, spread word of mouth. Yeah, um, tell we the person appreciate it. Tell the person you went to see Avengers with opening weekend. Yeah, about and if you're ever that means you have to tell like nine people through through four different trips. <laughs> um, so yeah, whoever sure you could. saw, whoever you saw Avengers with, tell them about this podcast. Yep. Um, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys next week. See you guys. Peace. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Huh? Okay, so since we're talking about superhero movies, mm-hmm. my Kanye West do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Scream some of the haters. Got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero needs his theme music. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's motherfucking bars. You know nothing about that.